exploring awareness and what we are aware of. We are starting to recognize different processes that make up this being. Processes related to the body, the physical senses, Experiences of, in the physical touch sense of pressure, pulsing, heat, coolness, vibration, hardness, the range of physical experience. Experience related to sound. Perhaps, if your eyes are open, experience related to sight. Smell. And at times during the day, taste. And so we can recognize the bodily experiences. These can be fairly obvious experiences some of the easier ones to be aware of. And so, often, especially in the early days of retreat, the physical senses are quite easy to touch into be aware of. And then there are processes of mind, which we can also be aware of. some different processes of mind. I'll just briefly name some of them here. Name the ones the Buddha identified as 
helpful to recognize categories of mental experience. process of feeling whether experience is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. A process related to intentional activity of mind, including whole range of emotions including many mind states such as mindfulness and concentration and compassion and equanimity. These are often called mental formations. We can unpack, we'll unpack that as the retreat goes on. So just for now, knowing that there's a whole range of mental activity in that way. Related to intention and attention. There's a process of recognizing experience. How our mind can automatically, just through familiarity, we hear a sound and automatically know it's a bird. We see a sight and know it's a tree or a wall or a person. This is a simple recognizing function of the mind. And then there's the knowing function of the mind. A a very basic function that just knows experience. During the retreat, we'll explore each of these, talk about each of these, and how we can recognize them in our practice. Right now, I'd like to explore how we can begin to see some of these mental processes in contradistinction to some physical processes. And so there's physical experience. I find beginning to be able to recognize what is physical experience and what is mental experience to be a very helpful exploration 
It begins to tease apart. Body and mind, which surprisingly, when we start to look at it, we can mix up. Doesn't seem like that would be possible, but it's very tightly interwoven, a system of body and mind. And so easy to confuse body and mind at times. And so there is the physical experience, some experience of physical, perhaps, uh, pressure or pulsing or aching or pulling or twisting. And the initial way we've been investigating the mind is looking at the relationship. And so while there is the experience of the physical, there's often a mental response to that physical, a a liking or not liking. Or as far as anger or frustration, irritation, wanting more of. All of these are happening in the mind. And so there's the experience of body, which is one part, one aspect, one process that's going on. And the experience in the mind. So this is the initial piece we've been exploring about the mind. And it can be easy to notice that there's a difference or distinction between body and mind here. The physical and the relationship. That relationship is often predicated or based on whether that experience of pressure, pulsing, tingling, vibration is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Here's where it gets a little more mixed up, perhaps the distinction between body and mind. The experience of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral is actually a mental experience. That can be hard to believe. 
And yet, as we begin to investigate, we see that our experience of pleasant and unpleasant is not actually inherent in the actual physical sensation. It is related to other conditions. And so if we're actually recognizing, oh, there's a experience of pressure or pulsing, and then the knowing of the unpleasant quality to it, the unpleasantness is recognizing an aspect of process of mind. You don't have to believe that right now, but just begin to notice the difference perhaps between the sensation of pulsing, burning, pressure, tingling, and the unpleasant quality, or the lightness, the sometimes vibration, you know, the, the other sensations may have a pleasant quality. Just noticing the distinction between the pleasant, unpleasant quality of the experience and the actual physical experience. They're different, very related, different functions take care of each of those processes. And then another area where it can be tied up is in this recognizing aspect, recognizing experience. The process of perception, of knowing what experience is around us based on, basically based on memory. very quickly as we navigate the world, this perceptual process really takes care of us. We recognize walls and doors and know that trying to walk through a wall will not work. And so this perceptual process, is, it's an automatic process that comes from being an organism learning in the environment understanding, identifying things. And so often we experience what's happening through the concept, Un unknowingly we are relating to experience through the idea of it rather than through the actual experience of it. And again, you know, the, the perception isn't something we can stop, but we can begin to recognize perception at work. 
easiest ways to do this. One of the, at least for me, more obvious ways this can come up is when we're in sitting meditation and our eyes are closed, for instance, and there's sound. There's the sound, which is just vibration through the air, hitting the eardrum, the the pitch and tone of that sound. But very, very quickly, bird, the mind will identify the sound, and it will happen. You can, as, as we really start to be able to watch our minds, we see thoughts more clearly, and the perception is often expressed as a subtle kind of thought, which becomes easier to see as our minds get more present. Car. There's hearing, the actual experience of the hearing, and then there's the mind recognizing it. You you might experience this by having your mind just kind of label things. You're sitting there minding your own business and your mind is going, bird, door, car. That's perception. It may also happen as an image. The sound arises and you see an image of a car driving on a road. That's also a form of perception. And so again, just beginning to recognize that these processes happen. They're very tied together, very interrelated. And this interrelationship between these processes, between body and mind, is also a really helpful area that we can begin to recognize. It's, it's helpful to begin to recognize. Again, this isn't something to do, but more something that may be seen or noticed. As we see these interrelated processes and how they condition each other, So we see, for example, the simplicity or the, the way in which a body sensation conditions a reactivity. There's aching in the knee, the unpleasant experience arises, the mind doesn't like it and creates frustration. It's process at work, cause and effect conditioned nature of experience. Seeing the conditioned nature of experience begins to help us viscerally recognize 
that all of these processes are just tumbling on. No one in charge. No one deciding, I'm going to perceive now. A sound arises and perception happens. We don't actually decide to react even much of the time. It's simply habit conditioned from prior patterns. So seeing these as related conditioned processes helps us to understand this truth. That there's not a self in charge of these processes. So we can see body experience, conditioning mental experience, experience of taste, of a cookie, pleasure, delight, wanting. And so physical experience conditions mental experience. Mental experience can in turn condition physical experience. Pleasure, delight, wanting, wanting another cookie, intending to get another cookie, intention, conditioning, movement, action of body. We stand up and go get a cookie. We can watch this unfold and begin to learn this understanding of the conditioned nature of experience is both very liberating and sometimes unsettling. And yet it is a truth that we can begin to directly know. It's the direct knowing that supports the understanding of the truth. As much as we think about it, as much as we think about it, it doesn't seem to penetrate at a deep level. And so we simply observe our experience and begin to recognize through this simple observation these very intimately connected processes The description of how the body and mind works 
the way the Buddha talked about it, is quite astounding and in some ways complex. And yet, our minds need to be very simple in order to see and understand this complexity. A simple process of awareness, recognizing what we are aware of and checking our relationship. That's the doing of the practice. The rest of it is revealed. And so describing what I've described this morning, not something to look for, but rather information that may help you to see something you're already experiencing. So just let this information settle into the background. continue the simplicity aware of what Oh, wait. 